there! Welcome back to Brass Tacks, the video series where we talk about our toughest questions about taking our big ideas and putting them into action. I'm Nicola Chin, founder of Up With Community, and I'm here with Danielle Conway. Danielle, can you tell me a little bit about what you do in the world? Yes, I am a teacher for students. Mm -hmm. I'm the dean of the University of Maine School of Law, and my mission in life is to make sure that students develop into lawyer leaders so that they can serve their communities. Mm -hmm. Well, Danielle, you were the first person that came to my mind Thank when you. I was <laughs> when I was really thinking long and hard this summer about the question of how do we lead teams through tough times? What does it take to bring people together and bring out the best in them? And so I just want to start right there. So leadership is not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. I view leadership as the responsibility to take responsibility, mm -hmm. the obligation to make sure that when things go wrong, someone steps up to answer for them. Mm -hmm. The other part of leadership is to make sure you promote the people who actually help you make things work. Mm -hmm. And so my approach to leadership has always been to promote those who serve as my team members. And when things go wrong, and they will, <laughs> it's my responsibility to take charge and to own up to those uh, failures and deficiencies, to absorb them as my own, and to make sure that my team members are protected. One of the first things you said that really hits me is when things go wrong and they will. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when we find ourselves in tough times, we think that's not the norm mm -hmm. and that we should find our way back to this calm time. And that adds to our stress. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So by accepting that things go wrong, mm -hmm. you don't put the pressure on yourself or others for perfection because mm -hmm. perfection is not going to happen. And once you accept that, you can then strive for perfection knowing that it's going to be elusive. Yeah. And so you allow your team members to make mistakes. You allow yourself to make mistakes. But it's veracity that separates leaders from those who aren't. And that veracity means taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. And veracity and authenticity means making sure that people are protected so that they then live another day to make another mistake in furtherance of the vision that you're trying to put in place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, Danielle, I've come across leaders who kind of posture like they're taking responsibility, <laughs> but then they're really throwing somebody else under the bus. Oh, man. What does, what does it really look like, sound like, and feel like when someone is taking responsibility? What it feels like is knowing that your first reaction has to be to your people. I, I live by something I learned in the military, which was mission first and people always. Mm. What that means for a leader is you do have to push people to achieve. You do have to push people to produce, but you have to be extraordinarily mindful that you have to keep those people in balance. Mm -hmm. And so as not to fake it, mm -hmm. you have to think about both mission and purpose. And you have to know when to give up mission in order to save people. What are some ways that help you know? You know because you appreciate a person's tolerances. Mm -hmm. You also mm -hmm. appreciate a person's personality. Mm -hmm. 
So not every worker is going to respond to the same type of leadership strategy. Mm -hmm. So you have to know how you interact with those people and their different personality mm -hmm. traits. And sometimes people need you to be really pushy. Other times <laughs> people need you to back off. Yeah. But what that means mm -hmm. about yourself is you also have to know you're not going to achieve perfection. Mm -hmm. I often tell my colleagues, today I'm looking for 75%. Mm -hmm. That's a nod to the mission has to get done. Mm -hmm. But I need you to be able to do the mission and still walk out of the day feeling good about yourself mm -hmm. and what you've done. Mm -hmm. There are other times when I have to say, scuttle that. We can't do it. <laughs> and if I think I can't do it, mm -hmm. then I can't possibly think I can push someone else to do something that really can't be done. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes if I feel like I can do something mm -hmm. and I know the temperament of the people I work with, and I know that they're hard charging and they want to get it done, then I know I can push. Mm -hmm. So it is very individual. Mm -hmm. And you know how to, you know that you have to be a different leader for different people. And it's spending the time to get to know your people. You've got to know. Yeah. You have to know them. And it doesn't mean that you have to know them in a way that everything is wonderful mm -hmm. and everything is peachy because mm -hmm. sometimes you don't get along with people. And dare I say it, sometimes you don't like people, mm -hmm. but you have to know that. Mm -hmm. And that's where that veracity comes in. Mm -hmm. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with yourself enough to say, what am I doing mm -hmm. when I have this relationship with someone that doesn't seem to be working for the benefit of the organization? Yeah. And if you're able to articulate that and if you're able to just own up to it and say it, you can get a lot farther, faster. It doesn't mean you like everybody. Yeah. It just means you're honest about the relationship and the situation. And then you ask that person, can we move ahead for the organization? Yeah. And invariably, invariably, sorry, the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know what, what resonates with me about what you're saying is, you know, sometimes leaders think they're getting to know their people by mm -hmm. asking them, how are the kids? How's your vacation? How are you feeling today? Mm -hmm. And we don't even realize that we're staying in this rote way. But mm -hmm. what I hear you saying is it's not just that you have to ask them questions about how they're doing, right. but you have to be curious and take responsibility for that curiosity. Absolutely. And I think you said it really well. Um, if you really do want to learn about someone, you got to learn about the whole person. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to learn their facial expressions. <laughs> Right. You have to learn when they're slouching today. You have to learn when, you know, they haven't put on their face for the mm -hmm. day. Maybe they're a little glum. Maybe they're not as made up. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to ask the question. Mm -hmm. The other thing, though, you have to do is you got to mm -hmm. let people know when you're not having a great day. Yeah. And that allows them to see your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And if they see your vulner vulnerability, then they might actually trust you enough mm -hmm. with their vulnerability. Well, and I know that that's not always easy for people of color, for women, mm -hmm. or for folks from other marginalized identities. Mm -hmm. How do you find the strength and courage to show that vulnerability? Great question, and I think you're going to appreciate the answer. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, mm -hmm. I'm a late in life mom. Yeah. I had my son at the ripe old age of 43, mm -hmm. and I'm mother to a black boy. Yeah. 
And when I realized that in the delivery room, I said, the way I approach life has to change and I will not subdue myself, my thoughts, my ideas, because I've got to teach this young man how to be in this world. And I have to show him courage. I have to show him tenacity. And that meant that I had to do and say the things I needed to do and say for the position that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I just promised myself as a mother to this little guy, mm-hmm. I will be authentic. Mm-hmm. I will be uh, upfront. I will have candor. Mm-hmm. And if you really care about people in your organization, you'll actually do that. And it's painful. Mm-hmm. Let's not mm-hmm. uh, have mm-hmm. a doubt about it. Mm-hmm. It's painful mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're honest, mm-hmm. people know that they're going to deal with someone on the level. Mm-hmm. If you make a decision against their interest, at the very least, they know that you're doing it honestly mm-hmm. and authentically. And that's what I promised myself I would do when I brought this little person in the world. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And as I'm as I'm coaching folks, you know, sometimes I run into folks who have been raised or have a natural tendency to be passive. Mm. And so when when we're talking and exploring about how they might be more assertive, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the only idea of assertive they mm-hmm. have is aggressive. Mm-hmm. And it feels so far outside of their sure. natural tendency, right? Sure. I feel like in your leadership, I often see you hold power and authority without taking inauthentic mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. presentations of right. authority, right? right? That don't speak to your identity. Yeah, performances. Right, right, yeah. right. So how have you developed your own authentic style mm-hmm. of that courage? I have to say that the experiences I've had as a lawyer and as an officer in the mm-hmm. Army have helped me do that. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks that Army service is this horribly hierarchical thing. I've had my best mentors in the mm-hmm. army and my mentors have always told me to the last one, you are so funny. You are so humorous. You are just so disarming. That's your strength. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I've gotten advice throughout my career mm-hmm. to never ever dampen that because mm-hmm. that's authentically me. Mm-hmm. And so I find that I'm able to say really, really challenging things, really, really important things with a little bit of humor. Mm. And I don't take myself seriously Mm. at all either. Mm. And when I say that, I don't mean I don't take my background seriously, my history, my genealogy, my experiences. What I'm saying is, I don't have a kind of ego that can be bruised because I feel very confident in who I am and I don't need to perform who I am. I am very much in love with my history as a black woman. I am the daughter of a very, very inspirational woman. And those are the things that keep me grounded, but also guide me. And so I feel very confident with that, mm-hmm. so much so that I don't have to perform for someone mm-hmm. else that confidence. Mm-hmm. And that, that's hard. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard for people. Mm-hmm. It's really getting to your center. Yes. And when something knocks, you know, one of the things that happen a lot during tough times is things knock us off our center. Yes. They knock us off our A game. Yes. When you get knocked <laughs> off, what are some ways that you find your way back? 
The first thing you do when you get knocked off is say, oh, I'm still standing. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. I'm still here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right? okay. Take a breath. Take yeah. a breath and step back. And one thing I've learned being a lawyer is you actually don't always have to speak. Mm. I need to learn that one. It's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Don't speak. Pause. And when you pause, you can reflect and you can begin to say, if I say something right now, here's what's going to happen. Someone's going to get upset. Someone's going to take what I'm saying the wrong way. And it's going to intensify. So step back. Then say, again, what can I do to disarm this situation? What can I do to correct the situation? If I can't do it right then and there, that's when you know you need your team. Mm -hmm. I can't solve this problem. Mm. This problem has knocked me off center. Mm -hmm. I need help. Mm. And help doesn't mean I need you to fix it. Mm. Mm. Help means help me walk through Mm. the analysis to see where I went wrong, Mm. where we went wrong, Mm -hmm. and whether this is salvageable. Mm. If it's not salvageable, lesson learned. And that's another thing I learned from the Army. After action reports. Always do an after action report. Yeah. What went wrong? Every, I call it negative know-how. Every failure, every deficiency is an opportunity to, to learn and to achieve the next time. Mm-hmm. That then becomes a habit. We call it muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you have been through enough failures, you can use those as muscle memory. For the next time you fail, Mm. you can turn those failures into successes. Did that answer your question? It totally did. And I'm just like, (laughs) oh, you spoke into something I needed to hear. No, I love it. I love it. And, And I think it really is that. Sometimes we're very gracious to other people when they make mistakes and we're, we say you can learn. Mm -hmm. And then how do we give ourselves that same compassion? That's right. That's right. You are your worst critic, (laughs) you are your hardest grader, Mm -hmm. and in a way, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But if you are self-aware, you know it, and you even give yourself some space. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation, Danielle. Thank Thank you you for choosing me. I appreciate it. This (laughs) is wonderful. Um, Awesome. Check out upwithcommunity.org for more. Thanks a lot. This content is provided in part by our supporters on Patreon and PayPal. So I want to take a moment and say thank you to everyone who gives. Not only are we creating a community of adult learners, we're making content and adding to our online resources to be shared across the country. Thanks so much for making that possible. Want to support the work of Up With Community? Visit upwithcommunity.org forward slash support to learn how.